Hey gang, Kevin Goatee, Gutting the Sacred Cow, how are you? We have ourselves our second return guest, Joanne Nosichinsky from The Morning Show with Bill and Joe Compound Media, the one that you hear me on once a month. That's right, she's back. She did Grease a few months ago, and we brought her back to do Silver Linings Playbook. But before we get to it, real fast... GuttingTheSacredCow.com every day. Articles Monday through Friday. List of 10 sequels that we want to see, didn't want to see. You know the drill. And of course, don't forget that Gutting the Sacred Cow merch. If you wear your merch and take a photo of it, we will post it on our social media. That's how much we love you and can't thank you enough for being fans. Last enough, please, please, please. Five-star rating. Two star, yeah, five star rating, two sentence review. That's all we need on your favorite podcast platform. That's it, guys. Enjoy the episode with Joanne Nosichinsky doing Silver Linings Playbook. Love you. Thanks. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. I'm your Huckleberry, Kevin Israel. I'll give Tombstone. you a layup. Tombstone. Couldn't even get out of his mouth fast enough. There you go. You started off like 0 for 15. That's why I said, let me fucking. Oh, 0 for 15. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm not far off. You were terrible at this for a no. long Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel. We're back. Cutting the Sacred Cow. Here we are again. We're going to call this section Favorite Guest Corner. We've got ourselves. This is the second person we're bringing back. Ironically, from the same show, we're bringing back Joanne Dosashinsky back to do after she, she kicked ass in Greece. We said, what the fuck? We love her. Let's bring her back. Joanne, how are you? Oh, I'm so great. Gosh, I have had a lot of time to watch a lot of things. So, and I feel like you guys are just killing it, right? Uh, like this is such a great podcast to have during a time when people are like, what do I hate watch? <laughs> What, what oh, else it makes, have you watched? It makes use out of all this time we're wasting just watching stuff. Totally. It's like, no, I'm watching it because I have work to do with it. Exactly. Research. Research. <laughs> yeah. Joanne Noshasinski is from everyone's favorite morning show on Compound Media. I, it is my absolute favorite show in the world to do. That's where you can find it. But Joanne, where else can we find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Joe No Sachinsky. Um, but that's about it. Otherwise, I'm laying low. Yeah, trying to yeah. avoid the uh, the coves, as the uh, the kids are calling it these days. I'm trying to avoid crazy viruses, crazy people. You know, just anything crazy. The huge. Joanne has decided to take on, and I'm very surprised that you're not surprised at your choice. I'm surprised at the level of hatred that this would draw out of me when Joanne says, "I'm going to select Silver Linings Playbook." I said, mm-hmm. "You know what? Not that bad." I expect it, and I will not utter the words because you will be back in this podcast. And I know you, and I know you yeah. want to fuck with me, so I will not utter the words of the film. I was like, please don't make me watch this one because she got me with Grease. I will not tell her the one I do not want to watch. But when she said – You never saw it? Grease, what? Silver Linings? No. Yeah, I saw yeah. it before. I did see oh, it before. Okay. But I, I, as long as it wasn't a couple of the few I have on my list, like Grease was one of them, but she got me there, but I will never utter those words. I'm sure they were they were all musicals, right? Or they were all like super campy type a couple, things. A couple of might be musicals. 
might be. So well, yeah, I, I had others on the list. So, you know, when I come on again, hopefully I'll, I'll get one of the ones that you were anticipating. What, ju- just for giggles, what's your on your list of to target? And I'll keep my, you know up. what, what I was really, I, I was torn between this and Tootsie. I like Tootsie. That would qualify. Tootsie. I haven't seen Tootsie. No, 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 sorry, that would qualify. I just saw it for the first time. I, I don't know how long ago. It's fucking good. I, I, seen like I, 20 years. I did not like it. I saw okay. the Broadway musical, which I liked the, right. the interpretation of it, but the movie, oh, it's so long. Anyways, a discussion for another time. I just appreciate that you keep picking traditionally chick flicks to destroy. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Silver Linings Playbook is tonight's theme, as we had mentioned, a 2012 release, a budget of $21.6 million, a haul of $236.4 million, translated into today's $2020, $24.5 budget, 269 dudes, point one haul, a near, a more than 10 times ROI. Is that not some shit or what? Rom-coms are cheap. Oof. It's disgusting. IMDb score, as we know, kids, is a 1 through 10 with decimal points. Ladies first. Kevin Israel, what did IMDb have? Nah. Lining's playbook. 8-7. Uh, Joanne? I'm going to go 8-9. Nah. 7.7. Wow. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, not bad. Rotten Tomatoes is a one is a one through one hundred percentage. Critic score, Joanne. First, the floor is yours. What did Silver Linings Playbook get? You know, I'm gonna go with a seventy-seven. Kevin, um, eighty-one. 92! Oh, wow. That's where that's where the, the ratings were. Wow. God, the critics. So this is a critic's darling, and it won awards. How'd you guys go so short on that one? I'm very surprised. Audience score. Kevin Israel, your honor, your honor. Uh, 86. Joanne? 92. Kevin Israel, the nail has been hit on the head. 86. Wow. Both showcases at a boy. Quotes. Did you just wear a jersey to dinner? That's You've it. had that said to you a lot, haven't you, Kev? Never wear a jersey <laughs> except to a game or to a bar when my team was playing, and that's it. Kevin, is there any quotes? Uh, yeah, there is one that, that struck me funny. So she's a loyal married-to-a-dead-guy slut. <laughs> Joanne. Oh, I didn't. I didn't write down quotes. I was too busy um, forming other arguments. Oh, Time well spent. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts for you right now. It's time for five fun more facts. Five fun facts for you right now. Let's see. Would you like to take a stab at some of the actors and actresses who are up for the role? Roles? I'll give you both. Big names. A-list at the time for sure. Still one. There's an there's an A-lister now and an a yeah an, a female A-lister and a male A-lister who are both ready to roll, but their other ones are about A maybe B now. Any guesses for the time? 2012. Think about that. Mm. I could see Mila Kunis being up for the role. Uh, that's a good call. Mm-hmm. Not on the list. Huh. Okay. Kevin, any guesses? Nah, I got nothing. 
Vince Vaughn. I have, oh, those are all women here. And Marky Mark was actually selected to play the role that Bradley Cooper took, but David Russell changed his mind at the very last minute. Huh. I've seen Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn is a, is, a, is a sneaky good drama actor. Can you see Marky Mark going, I can get hard. I can dance. Come on. I can get fucking hard. I can get dance. You see this. Watch this now. For the ladies, Zoe Deschanel, Rachel McAdams, can we talk about Rachel McAdams for one second? She has those two huge moles on her face that are very off-putting in my book. Not a fan. Yeah. They're, they're like plateaus. Like you could scale them. I'm not – I don't like big moles on females' face. It's ugh, gross. Yeah, me either. Uh, Rachel McAdams. Olivia Wilde, sneaky cute. Elizabeth Banks was cute. Blake Lively, very cute. Rooney Mara, I don't know. Kirsten Dunst, sneaky hot. Andrew, they go through just every woman in Hollywood and say, you could yeah. have this part. Wait a minute. Andrea Riseborough. Who the fuck is that? I didn't even Google because I'm being lazy. I don't know. And who was in? But she had to drop because of scheduling conflicts. Want to take a stab at this one? 2012. Big, big key right there. Big, uh, big factor. Um, uh, what's her name from Thor? Um. Natalie Portman. Yeah. No. <laughs> Anne Hathaway. Wow. I always get those two confused. No, Anne Hathaway's hot. Natalie Portman is not. That's the difference. Uh, Anne Hathaway. I think she's so cute. Is along with Jennifer Lawrence. They are my two least favorite really? actresses. Oh, yeah. So this makes perfect sense. <laughs> I think Anne Hathaway couldn't do it because she was doing Dark Knight Rises. That's my guess. Probably. And I think Dark Knight Rises was 2013, right, Kevin? Or it was 2012? It's right it's there. I know that. Yeah, it's right there. Number two, this took, I'm going to take, take a guess how many years and how many rewrites? I hope it didn't take years. Oh, five I feel like years. Sorry, right, go ahead. I was going to say 10. Five years. Oh, five. 25 rewrites. Oh my God, that's horrifying because one of, well, I'll get to it, but one of the things I hate the most is the writing. <laughs> Their dance routine was based on the one in Singing in the Rain. Mm. Never saw it. Was that what they were watching? Yeah. Yes. Was that Singing in the Rain yep. that they were watching? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Last one. Bradley Cooper is, has been sober for a long time. His breaking point was deliberately bashing his head into concrete onto a concrete concrete floor twice, which is what I wish all Eagle fans would do. Good one. Thank you. <laughs> but enough of my witticisms and the five fun facts. We're inviting mm. Joanne to come on and do what she does best. And that is yeah. guts. Yes. The, the sacred, sacred cow. Is that where like a graphic or you know like a sound effect or something? You need we sound have, effects. We have, we do. They put, I put them in a post. It's two cows okay. mooing. Hey everyone! Before we get to Joanne making her arguments about why Silver Linings Playbook sucks, we've got a new sponsor, and that's my bookie. Winning seasons return at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. That's right. Winning season means hitting all of your parlays and your props, kicking back in your favorite chair, watching the game with a cocktail in hand. Rejoice! NFL season is only a few weeks away, and you know that's where I love to make my money. 
and invest in your intuition. I do. Use your promo code I'm giving you right now. Ready? Sacred Cow. That's right. Promo code Sacred Cow and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. That's right, 1000 bucks up to 1000 bucks in free play money. That's awesome. Designed to ex- add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. They have championship futures. They have live betting. Every play that you want to make is available at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks. Win free money. That's right, free money. Come on. Go get that money. It's right there for the taking. Use promo code SACREDCOW and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. Got it. Okay, so I just don't hear it. Okay, great. Um, Okay, so I broke this down into five points that I will then elaborate on just so it's easier for everyone to understand. Um, So my first issue with this film is the casting, specifically that they didn't cast me. (laughs) Um, This is the second film you got burned on, apparently, it sounds like. Yes. Every time I see Jennifer Lawrence in a film, I think I could could do better than that. I definitely could. She uh, does something that I call no face movement acting, um, which now you'll never unsee it. She never moves her face. If you saw her in that film, Joy, about that wonder mock, um, she, it's even more clear how little she moves her face and how uninteresting she is to look at. Um, my other <laughs> casting, my other casting issue is the history teacher that Bradley Cooper's ex-wife has an affair with because there is a scene where they are making love, making love because, you know, this, I'm, I don't know why I'm being PG, yeah. but they're making love in the shower. Now, this man is old. Um, he has a full crown of hair gone. It's gray what he does have, and he just looks really wrinkly. No old man would willingly have sex in a shower for fear of breaking his hip. So I think that that casting choice, it was very poor. I thought your argument was going to be that how could she pick him over Bradley Cooper? That that too. Or that the too, old guy. Old. The old guy says, "Get the fuck out of here!" Now Bradley Cooper, he just got he just got punked with that point you just made. It's just like yeah. now, old guy. I think we're going to stick around and whip your fucking ass while you stand here naked and try and cover your cock and balls while trying not to slip and fall and smash your hip apart in a shower. Mm-hmm, all those things. rolled in together um my next issue is with the characters with the two lead characters this is one of the only times i can really remember watching a film and thinking to myself i do not care about these people i don't care about them not only that i don't know who to root for am i supposed to root for the mentally unstable guy do i want him to successfully violate his restraining order Or am I supposed to root for the manipulative woman to further harm this unstable man? There's nothing redeeming about either of them, and they are both so incredibly annoying. Um, And Bradley Cooper, in the film, they say he's bipolar, but he's playing autistic at times. If you really watch, he just says, oh, but I just say what's on my mind. I think that's what Asperger's is. It's <laughs> not being able to socially interact in a way that is comfortable for other people. 
Um, so yeah, I, I don't like the characters. Uh, third point, this film is highly unrealistic and there are several specific moments where it is. Um, first of all, the police response to any violence or anything crazy Bradley Cooper is doing is incredible. The time it takes for them to arrive on the scene is, is so remarkable that actual police forces should watch this film and have discussions about how to better serve their communities. Um, also, at the beginning, uh, Bradley Cooper decides to read all the books on his ex-wife's syllabus for her classes at school. He reads A Farewell to Arms in one night. In one night. Also, he didn't buy any spark notes. That is so unrealistic. Even the high schoolers don't read the books. I love that you call um, them spark notes. That shows the age difference between us. Yeah. We Wait, what did you call them? Cliff, cliff notes. notes. Oh, but they're just competitors. You could get either. I just didn't. I thought it was a monopoly. Didn't know there was competition in the old I've, cliff I've notes heard version. of spark notes, but I've always, I thought cliff notes was like, like, uh, any of those other like, I like, can't cle- like like Kleenex. It's either yeah, you right, don't say you right. don't say give me or a Hellman's. tissue, right? You don't say give me a tissue. You say give me a Kleenex. Same thing. I, I look at the Cliff Notes of that. Yeah. I've never heard of Spark Notes, and Spark now I know. Notes, yeah. Well, is it? Well, we grew up close to each other, though. We I'm did. a Jersey girl. <laughs> yeah, so you're right down. I, I was wondering. I was wondering if it was a regional thing, but I guess it's not. Maybe I'm just young and beautiful and youthful. <laughs> Sorry. Guys, you're, okay, witnessing, okay. you're witnessing Joanne's last appearance on Gutting the Sacred Cow. <laughs> Can you edit um, in uh, a hand patting her on the back? Yes, <laughs> I'll just do it myself. Um, the uh, other, Another unrealistic moment is at the dance competition, which I have been to many. I grew up as a competitive dancer, not ballroom, but just dance. Um, theirs was the only number that had a lighting change. <laughs> The lights kept changing to match their music and their performance. Did they come in early before the competition, meet with a lighting guy, write out lighting cues? Did he hang extra lights for them? That's all really doubtful. Um, And the last unrealistic moment is when he says, I love you to her after just (laughs) two months of her being absolutely awful to him. Um, my fourth point of things that I hated in this movie, um, the camera work. Okay, so we have a ton of montages in here. Starts with an asylum montage. He's spitting out pills. He's not taking them. Then we go to his reading montage because, you know, that's super interesting and we want to capture him reading an entire book. Um, the dance montage where they're practicing Dance montages are really only fun if it's hot and if they're good dancers. And and this didn't show either of those things. And then they did a tailgate montage. Um, so, yeah, it was just one montage too many. And the, the final weird moment of camera work uh, is when after he says he loves her and they do this very strange pan or pull out. It's a moment that truly took me out of the moment and finally the biggest issue with this movie is the message and i think the message they were trying to tell viewers is months of therapy and medication won't work if you have mental issues 
but someone with more crazy will help you. So all in all, this movie is the worst. The only thing it got right is that Eagles fans are the absolute worst people on the planet. Oh, she got the sacred cow already, Kevin Israel. We don't have to fucking continue this train of thought. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. knows our audience. Well said. Anything else you want to – is that it? You're done? Before we continue? That's it. Our, okay. That's it. Kevin, you want me to go first or shall I? You're muted because of the dog. Is that moonshine you have there? <laughs> Do I want you to go first or shall you? Shall I? Or shall Water. I, did I say that? Oh. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can, you can kick this one off. This notes group of notes sponsored by, of course, gutting the sacred cow. We can get ourselves a kick-ass gutting the sacred cow t-shirt, gutting the sacred cow.com bags, hats, mugs, tank tops. Next time Joanne comes on, she better be rocking a fucking yeah. GTSC podcast tank top. Gutting the sacred cow.com. First things first. Chris Tucker is a lot less annoying when his voice does not go up eight octaves every eight seconds. Can we agree on that? Mm-hmm. Good. Second note, thank God they did not incorporate that awful Philadelphia accent in this film. They went neutral. Otherwise, I would have turned this right the fuck off. Ham, found water. Oh. Yeah, ham, yeah. yeah. Chocolate, going to Wawa, getting a ham. In fairness, that does leach into South Jersey. Yes, it does. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. why, that's why I will never cross the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> the trash bag solar suit purposes is defeated when you have holes in the trash bag. Basic science, kids. <laughs> Wearing a jersey to dinner. You might as well, he might as well have wiped his ass on the living room curtains after a sloppy bout of diarrhea. But again, in Philly, that's fine dining, isn't it? Hmm. Jennifer Lawrence is okay cute but never hot listening to bradley cooper and jennifer lawrence talk about meds takes me back into the days of your pre-covid while walking into the middle of a conversation in between two stand-up comedians (laughs) he went batshit looking for his wedding video i've never remotely cared where my wedding video is probably because the cameraman was tired of following me around with a kettle and soda in one hand and a cigar in the other, and loudly demanding to no one in particular, why aren't they playing more Eric B. and Rakim? Bradley Cooper harping about his ex-wife is 100 times more annoying than the skin-crawling scene in Swingers when Jon Favreau pines over his ex-girlfriend. Listening to him leave that message on the machine and Nikki picking up still sends shivers up my butthole, but not anywhere as knowing as listening to Bradley Cooper carrying a torch for that cow. But wasn't that, but, but the uh, swinger scene, I, I think uh, obviously it was supposed to be like that. And yeah. I think the oh, fact I know. that it's pure so intention. Crazy, yeah. like they achieved what they wanted to. And we've all 100%, made fun of that scene. A hundred percent. And every, and I'm Joanne, I'm sure you have plenty of those stories. Oh wait, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you did not have an answering machine in your room because you know, cell phones. Yeah. You know, I'd say uh, just to divert for a second, Joanne, there's something that your generation will never, ever have the fear of, and that's what Kevin and I had the fear of, is getting a gal's number, calling her house, and having her asshole father fuck with you on the phone for five minutes before handing the phone off. That is what causes PSD and DPTSD, excuse me, in Gen Xers. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so sorry, you guys. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you guys have no resilience. We just have to de- deal with dads who are assholes on phones. I once called the girl's house, and she didn't tell me that neither of her parents spoke English. And I had to struggle through that weird conversation. What she language the phone, did she She's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, I mean, you could have just said that, by the way, my parents answer the phone, and they're both Colombian, and they don't speak any English. <laughs> they probably thought you were INS with an English. Is so-and-so there? <laughs> oh, no. Knock, knock, knock. Got a warrant. <laughs> Okay, his friends remind me of at least four ball-less friends I have, especially my buddy Mike, who told me it would take him two weeks to get back to me about going for one night to Atlantic City. You know how you give your ex-wife a letter, a fucking stamp, an envelope, or hell, splurge on certified mail. Then you don't have to agree to go to a dance, which is the equivalent of apple picking or sitting through a taping of the TV show The View, or as I call it, four cunts cackling over each other. Jennifer, oh, thank you. Okay, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence is going to look terrible at forty. Mark my words. And I said, this, I'm, I'm going to be most proud of this joke. I wonder how many times Bradley Cooper said to himself, I haven't danced with a sixth since I was in the sixth grade. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. I've yeah. never rooted for more. I've never rooted more for chemical warfare or chemical castration than watching Eagle fans tailgate. Hmm. And this one, this is the Gino Bisconti special. If you think the bet they made in Uncut Gems stands the same chance as Donald Trump tongue-kissing Rachel Maddow on Space Mountain, wait till you see this bet. Because this takes a Kodiak bear shit cake right here. It takes that cake. If they said the Cowboys were laying one and a half, Eagles were laying one and a half, why in the Taylor Swift fuck would you bump it up to 10 points that's like giving someone a 10 minute start in a race around the block are you out of your fucking mind who would lay those odds on that of course that guy's gonna take that action and of course in true hollywood fashion they fucking win by more than double digits and of course they get a five get the fuck out of here and this rant was brought to you by 1-800-GAMBLERS. If you're having a gambling <laughs> problem, call 1-800-GAMBLERS for immediate help. 63% against the spread last year on fantasy football, jibber-jabber, eat a dick. Why do they both dance like Uma Thurman did in Pulp Fiction in their dance scene? I don't care how good of a dancer you are. Sequin shirts on a dude makes, you, makes me think you starred in one of these films. Gay of Thrones, Come Guzzling Twinks, or Prolapsed Assholes Part 5. That was brought to you by our new Disney school. <laughs> oh, no. Well, <laughs> let me get to my score. This film fucking stinks. Mm-hmm. I give it a 3 out of 10. It was very, again, everyone loved it. But in reality, for as, as many of the points that I omitted in my review, because Joanne hit it, and a lot of the Amazon one-star reviewers will echo her sentiments, Ha, 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 crazy guy with Asperger's or a manipulative bitch on the other side. Who do you root for? How about I don't give a fuck? Mm -hmm. And it was kind of nice to see Robert De Niro not completely mailed in this time. That was nice just to see that once in a a hot second. I give it a three out of ten. This film is not good. It is not worth the accolades it deserves. 
And I don't know how we have a six as a major film star in Hollywood. She's an okay actress at best. Hello, hello. Before we go to Kevin Israel's arguments about Silver Linings Playbook and his notes, let's talk to you about my bookie. At my bookie, winning season means hitting all of your parlays and props with your feet up, watching the game, having a drink, whatever you like to do. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. That's right. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code SACREDCOW and double your first deposit. Hallelujah! NFL season is just around the corner. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. This is going to help more have more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at MyBookie. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect free money. And that's right. With promo code SACREDCOW, you're going to double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. The floor is yours, Kevin Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think my review is going to be really short because when you told me Joanne picked this, I was like, ooh, I just don't care about that movie. Like I, I saw it and I didn't, it didn't anger me. It didn't like, there was no emotional response. I mean, I saw it, it was, it was for me to quote Kevin Goatee. Fine. I got through it and I enjoyed some of the performances and I never had a specific desire to watch it again. I assumed I would probably never see it again until Joanne picked it. And, welcome. Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, and I watched it and I felt pretty much the same way. Like, I don't hate it. I don't like it. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Um, I started taking notes and I was just like, I don't, I don't care enough to even take notes about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a feeling that, uh, that both of you were going to do your job. I will say that a lot of what I took down was similar to what you guys said. I thought the, uh, the mute, the meet cute moment where two crazy people ran into each other. I was like, that's just way too perfect. Like they happen, his best friend's wife's sister just happens to also be crazy and at dinner. Like that just, mm. that was just too much. But I'd say, you know, I, I considered this movie a romantic comedy. I don't know if that's actually what it was intended to be, but I think it was. Um, I also thought it was convenient. Uh, and, and like Joanne said, they, they just lumped all mental illnesses together and they were just like, this guy's crazy. And whatever sense, whatever kind of crazy we need for the scene, that's the kind of crazy he has right now. And don't ask any questions. To me, just to go to my geek side, it's like in movies when somebody has magic, and it's just it's just magic. Don't worry about it. He can just do whatever he needs for that moment. That was the level of crazy that we were working with. And I think she was a little more, I felt like her crazy was a little more defined, and his crazy was just kind of the garden variety, whatever sets him off at that moment. Um, I thought, I thought it was amazing that in, uh, that Philadelphia neighborhood, there's only one cop and he responds to everything. He Bunchy, must be very Bunchy, busy. Bunchy from, uh, Ray yeah, Donovan. Bunchy, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> there, he's the- there, he's there in 30, he's there in 30 seconds. Or, he's there faster than Domino's used to advertise delivering their shit box pizza for. Right. The, the, the Philly, the Philly police department is either extremely unmanned undermanned or they're very very stacked with people and they can assign one cop to every household and he just followed bradley cooper around waiting for some shit to happen um 
The most honest part in this movie, I thought, was when uh, when those Philly fans come out, looked at the uh, looked at the bus of the uh, of, of the Indian folks, and said, "Go back to your country." I was like, "Oh, this is real. This is, uh, this is Philadelphia," and uh, they really captured it. Those weren't background actors; they were in fact. <laughs> that wasn't even just, written in. They just happened yeah. to say that at that moment. Here is a casting call for that. Did you ever have season tickets at the seven hundred level of the old Veteran Stadium? Well, come on down. We've got a, the role a lifetime for you just yeah. don't yell the n-word that's going to get cut out but other things mm-hmm. you can go have it at it <laughs> um and i also and i i can't i think you said it I, and i was i as soon as he got the envelope just because i didn't remember the details of the movie i was like oh i guess he's gonna mail it and then the whole time i was like why doesn't he just mail the fucking letter to her like if he thinks she's gonna open it when Jennifer Garner gives it to her. Why wouldn't she be as likely to open it when she gets it in the mail? That whole, the whole motivation of this movie was flawed and it drove me bananas because I didn't understand from Jump Street why he just didn't mail the letter. I might know. So it could be possible that the, the restraining order says that he cannot physically send her anything. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And he, he, but he by said having that about this the, third party, I guess it, it it goes around it. I don't know. I that I appreciate the attempt, but it's weak at best. And he was, <laughs> oh, yeah. he was willing to. He clearly wasn't too worried about the rules. Like he just, yeah. this wasn't a guy that was really that was really running the line. So, um, you know, I mean, for me, it was. I mean, it was it was a cute enough movie. It didn't strike me as badly as the two of you, but it also it's something that I'll never specifically watch again. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd give it a f- probably a four and walk away from it. Hmm. Joanne, give me a number from your from your uh, review. Um, I I'd probably say a three as well. Okay, fair. So we all hate yeah. It. Um, you know, effort in the gutting part here today. The the first time I saw it was actually on a plane, and I think that this is a great plane movie. Because your your emotions are heightened, so you care a little more. I remember crying at the end, the first time I saw this. And then after I got off the plane, I was like, that was weird. Well, that's because you realized what? You, you, at the end when you got to go, wait a minute, I just landed in Cleveland. Fuck! <laughs> yeah, that that was probably it. It's all um, the extra but, oxygen they pump into the uh, Exactly, the plane. exactly. But here's so, another point. Um, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to step in your, your, your point about with the plane. Go ahead. No, no, no. And then the, the other reason I, I slowly became to, came to realize how awful it was is as an actor in acting classes, people do that scene where they first meet on the run together all of the time. Oh. I don't know if, if the writer of this film decided to put his scene or her scene, I don't know who wrote it, on like all of these actor sites. But everyone picks this scene for their acting class. And then they're like, should I run in place? Or like, should I seem out of breath? And the teacher is always like, oh, my God, why did you pick this scene? Um, So I've seen a lot of really bad acting um, trying to mimic, I guess, the bad acting in this film. I guess David O. Russell figured, you know what? I made, what was the number, 287 million bucks from this. Let me get another 50 grand by selling this to actor breakdowns. Yeah, pretty much. You know, here's two some, here's other points. Some, that, I was going to say one more point here. Here's something I just thought of right now. 
Would this film be as loved and as affably received if it was, let's say, Josh Gad and the mom from Ray Donovan in this film instead of two good-looking people? If they had two mutants as the two mentally disturbed, would this film have received as much love as it did? I give that a hard no. It would not. I think it would receive even more criticism because they would be mocking mental illness because when you have unattractive people doing it, it becomes funny. Does that make sense? So when Giovanni Rabisi played a just gonna played, say. Ah, snakes, Giovanni Rabisi did his thing. I guess it was okay because he it looks like half a mongoloid. Is that what it is? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Excellent. Kevin, what were your two points you were going to make? Uh, I was going to say, I loved your point, Joanne, about her complete lack of emotion on her face. I've noticed that in everything she does. I call it dead eyes. Yeah. Uh, I, it's funny because an actual human interaction, you can typically, the, typically the first thing you look at is somebody's eyes. And that's how you can tell what they're feeling and what they're really saying. And, you know, that's how, you know, the windows to the soul saying. And bad actors, they have dead eyes. And it shows immediately because the first thing you look at when somebody is excited or angry or happy or whatever is their eyes. And they, they and she does have completely, completely dead eyes. Excellent and I, point. Excellent and point. And I put her on the on the level of Brie Larson, who <laughs> just ruined Captain Marvel for me and got killed online because she went through this whole movie without a single ounce of emotion at any point. And the irony of it is, is that the whole movie, they kept talking about how she's too emotional and she showed no emotion. In the movie. And, <laughs> she had, uh, and, she and Jennifer same, Lawrence is the same way. She had the same emotion as like, as you, if you back to porno as watching some like fentanyl laced uh, <laughs> woman taking five dicks at once. Had the same look of face. So like, mm. like, no, I love it. I love it. Like she's wait, like she's waiting for a bus. <laughs> truly though well you know they probably i they they both brie larson and jennifer lawrence um follow what i call the michael kane rules of acting and so he did a master class you can find it on youtube it's actually really fascinating and a good watch but he does a master class to show how to do film acting and he will specifically show especially in close-up like you do not want to move your face obviously because every little thing you do is just ginormous because you're in close up and he's really big on the no blinking in acting which to me it just completely takes you out of acting because then you're just self-censoring and wondering what your face is doing but even if your face isn't moving there needs to be thoughts and feeling behind it so that the slightest eye movement or the slightest twitch of an eyebrow is registered and the audience knows what it means. Holy shit, it's so scary that you just said that because one of my buddies who's an actor just tweeted out a Michael Caine quote about, and, and I think all it said was, not blinking, power and confidence. Too much mm -hmm. blinking, weak Nervous. and something else. Just, yeah. Literally just today I read that and I was like, that's an interesting take. One of my favorite quotes about, about acting is from Michael Caine and it was asked about how he chooses his scripts and his answer is this. In the winter, I, shoot, I pick a script where it shoots somewhere where it's warm. <laughs> it's so true. It's brilliant. Yeah. That is the Perfect. best Perfect. advice. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> okay. But now it's time to hear what the snobs think. And you know they're going to fucking chug down this David O. Russell dick with both hands. Critics, five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. Five-star reviews by critics. 
Knicks. Silver Linings Playbook is all things to moviegoers. Please join the queues circling the blocks. This is a movie worth any movie lover's time and money. You have crazy, raised by crazy, befriended by crazy, thinking crazy, advised by crazy, dreaming crazy, and in love with crazy, all happening in a crazy city of crazy sports fans. That's crazy. <laughs> that, was a, that was a five-star review? Yes, it was. That's a, crazy. <laughs> and the next one, a crazy beaut of a comedy that brims with gener- generosity and manages to circumvent predictability at every turn. Saying absolutely nothing yet again, mission accomplished. <sighs> Critics one-star reviews. Critics one-star reviews. Critics one-star reviews. <laughs> David O. Russell's eccentric Philly cheesesteak screwball comedy leaves me cold, but may prove to be his big crossover hit. Spoiler Wait, alert, crossover, it was. Crossover from what? I think, was it in t- I don't know, but I think he was in TV first, primarily. I could okay. be wrong. I did not. I like what they called it a screwball comedy. You know what's a screwball comedy? Caddyshack. Me I was going to say, I think of screwball yeah. comedy when I think of like Naked Cannonball Gun. Run. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know those mentally ill people? They're so <laughs> screwballish and miracle. Don't you love when they start gnawing on a fire hydrant? How screwballish. Well, Kevin, I'm curious, and, and maybe you're getting to it, but did you find any blowback from people in the mental health community? Oh. Because this is 2012, uh, but in in 2020, I feel like there would certainly be mental health advocates who would find a million things wrong with this movie. I want you to give me two minutes, and I've got something else. Oh, please, for you. please. Thank you. Though Silver Linings deserves credit for its portrayal of middle ground of mental illness, it's as much of a mess as its characters, veering between tone deafness and deep sympathy, convincing portrayal and cheap cliché. With a truly awkward script and no chemistry between the leads, this Thanksgiving Thanksgiving arrival is a turkey. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I like that one. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be great if mental illness was really as adorable as it is in the movies? There's one. There's yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. There's nothing wrong with the overrated. <laughs> wait a minute. There's nothing wrong with the overrated Jennifer Lawrence that some serious acting lessons couldn't improve. The rest of the actors are pretty much on their own. And the last one, parece desistirte que troqueo traco del original en su climax cuando su entrago a todos as clichés do en género. It sounded like Bill de Blasio giving the Spanish portion. <laughs> yeah. That's Portuguese. I actually speak Spanish, but this is Portuguese. I thought it was funny. Amazon five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. The booze. It's time for Amazon five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. And Robert De Niro has finally appeared in a decent movie, turning in a great performance, considering the poor choices and some of the rubbish he's appeared in from recent years. <laughs> I have bipolar disorder in my family, so it's compelling to say the least. I just wish it did not have so many F words. It would have been so it would have made the movie better. It's a wonderful movie. I decided to watch despite the F bombs because I dealt with this issue so much on my own family before bipolar was understood to be a real illness. Signed Tony Soprano. 
<laughs> it's amazing that there are people out there who actually get like affected by the word fuck. Like I don't even notice it anymore. We're yeah. so I even, I, jaded. I know. I know this because again, corporate America time, when you go to a meeting, you know who the New Yorkers are, the Jersey yeah. people are, and you find out real fucking fast who the Utah people are in the South Carolina because they, their ears prick up like a dog when you hear a can opener. They go, <gasps> like they're perturbed. Like our, it's, it's funny to watch. It's like the word fuck for us is like the word the. It doesn't even register unless you use, mm. put some, unless you put some stank on it. No one notices. Yeah, unless you unless you actually say "fuck you," right? Like that stank mm. on it, right? Everything else is just I. I guess maybe something was. I don't even. I couldn't even tell you one time when they said "fuck" in this movie. No, Cooper is good. Although the garbage bag thing got a little old after the first hour, you will fall in love with Jennifer Lawrence, like actually in love. The good. This girl reminds me of Robert Duvall. Wait, stay with me. Like Duvall. In that she lets the scene simmer, doesn't rush her lines, each one as if it just popped into her head. She is the star in every scene that she is in. I don't know what Robert Duvall by, film. Yeah. Is that written by her mother? Like, my mother would write that kind of review about me. <laughs> Signed, Mrs. Noshasinski. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The cost of the Amazon rental was beyond reasonable. Where we could go to a movie theater and pay five dollars, two fifty per ticket for two. Being the nice, cool AC. I know my jaw dropped too, Joe. Are you in Alaska? The, well, hold on. Being yeah. the nice, cool AC of our home, no crowd, fabulous food, worked out great. We highly recommend this film, and would think it would be okay for a, maybe a nine-year-old or up. A little cussing. But probably nothing that most kids haven't heard. If you cannot tolerate an offbeat work, this is not for you. Otherwise, try it. Sign Trixie McDougal, Billings, Montana. Because everywhere the fuck else, you're paying $5 for two tickets. Even the gay porn theater cost Kevin Israel $7 a pop. What a deal. Hey, we went there for your bachelor party. No? Hey, oh. <laughs> Amazon one star reviews. Amazon One Star Reviews. It's time for Amazon One Star Reviews. This was billed as a comedy. We watched until shortly after Jennifer Lawrence shows up in her Oscar-winning performance, but it was as painful as the first half hour. My wife and I looked at each other when the father and son started to duke it out, and we said, nah, this is awful. You could see the pain of those with mental disabilities and their poor, tolerant caregivers. Go ahead and watch this, but don't leave guns or sharp objects around. You may want to self-inflict some damage. Maybe the last two-thirds of the movie is better, but the first third is unwatchable. Sharp objects near you. Looks like we got ourselves an Ellen DeGeneres show writer on our hands here, huh? <laughs> Oof. Ugh. This movie took so much effort to watch. So boring. I'm glad I chose the free with commercial options. Signed, a platinum card holder at the Wynn in Las Vegas. Bought, okay. Bought for my disabled parent. He didn't care for it. Sounds to me like that parent wasn't really disabled. Oh, Jesus. Every other word was the F word. I threw it in the garbage. Kevin, one, two, three. That oh. didn't happen. Oh, I thought we were going with it. Oh, oh my. my. <laughs> we at least have one episode where someone says, I was so disgusted, Joanne, that I threw this in the garbage, and that's where we all yell, that doesn't happen. That did, didn't happen. This, this was an online download. Yeah. <laughs> 
This video came in German. So do I. Ha <laughs> ha. I am American and speak English. Please remedy. I guess there is no GAP button on the remote. Is there, huh, guys? Girls? No? I'll throw that one away. I love that he wrote a review. He took days like, I, I need to go tell somebody about this experience. Oh, boy. Why do you think they always make the cut in these fucking sections, Kevin? <laughs> Very dumb show. Show. Can you give us a credit? We watched another movie right after that for five ninety nine. <laughs> Yo, they tried to Karen this shit is what they tried to do. Yeah. Can I speak to your manager, please? For the record, I think this was free on Netflix. It was. That's where I watched it. Well, unfortunately, I got kicked out of my Netflix that I share with someone else. So I had to rent this. I had to pay money, and I was very angry. Tell your boyfriend to pay his fucking Netflix bill then, Joanne. I know. Everything's so expensive. It all adds up. So I got to do what I can. I got to share. Last one. The characters are hateful, vulgar, angry, nasty, and each one seems more unpleasant than the other. Oh, and Bradley Cooper cannot act. Accept my sacrifice and save an hour of your time. Mm. Mm. An hour? It was longer than an hour. They must have they must have pulled the shoot. It was like two and change, I thought. Yeah. Kevin Israel, did Joanne Nosashinsky gut the sacred cow again? You know, I think this is a this is one of those times where she 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 found the cow. It was old, it was already put out to pasture, and she just pulled out that bolt gun from uh, No Country from Old Men mm. and put the thing out of its misery. So yes, she got it, but I don't think Woo! this was a, I don't think this was a far way to go for that gutting. Mm. I think that Joanne Nojasinski has COVID, coughed into an empty cow's mouth. And then it keeled over and died. But yes, I agree. I will co-sign yeah. on this gutting. This film, a lot of these films gut itself. And all Joanne had to do was just give a swiddle, boop, in the nose, like Derek, like uh, Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Joanne Nojasinski, you've been a, yet again a gem, a delight, a scholarly lady, and of course, and all those wonderful things. Where can we find you again? Shout out where we can find you and what you're up to. Um, you can find me every Monday through Thursday morning, 10 a.m. at compoundmedia.com on the show Morning with Bill and Joanne. Um, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe No Such In Sky. That's how you spell it. That's exactly how I learned how to write it down. So phonetics mm-hmm. work. Kevin Israel. Uh, KevinIsrael.com, my album The Struggle is Real, and uh, comedy is sort of coming back, maybe. I don't know. Check my calendar to find out if it is or if it isn't. KevinGoatee.com, we may have a date late September. It's in the air. It'll be in Secaucus, New Jersey, exactly one block from my house. Stay tuned. But in the meantime, go to guttingthesacredcow.com. And if you haven't done so, God damn it, please leave us a five-star rating, a two-sentence review. A few have poured in over the weekend. We're taking pictures of those and screenshotting them. We're also, if you buy some Gutting the Sacred Cow merch on guttingthesacredcow.com, we are taking your photos wearing said merch and posting it on our social media. So super fan Katie Cohen gets a shout-out this week for rocking out a GTSC tank top. She looked good in it. She sure did. Got a few. He sure did. Meow. But uh, guttingthesacredcow.com, every week we have articles. Every day we have articles, excuse me. So make sure you're on top of that if you want to. 
doing advertising, uh, run with us, promotion run, whatever, sponsorship, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. We love you, Joanne Nosashinsky. You again love you. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on, everyone. We'll take care. See you next time. Later. Bye-bye.